Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live. Where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages. And now I want to help you. Call 313 Radical now. That's area code 313 Radical. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant? What to do when your wife is having an affair? What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless? What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month? What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms? What to do when she has left the home with or without the children? What to do when you are divorced but didn't want it? Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical. The Catholic Relationship Podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. Moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and remarriage unchained. The art of one flesh divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 90th episode, my man on fire segment, plus how to rebuild your marriage after pornography and your live calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in the queue. And get in the queue at 313-723-4225. Or you can call using your browser at callingstudio.com slash radical one. So again, get in the queue for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And so we have the quote of the day. So y'all know how I like to always rock it by starting off with the quote of the day. So let's do this. Quote, as saints become one with our Lord through the identification of their will with God's will. So those who love unto marriage become two in one flesh. The human heart would never be reaching out for unity. 
either socially, economically, or sexually, were there not within it a fundamental sense of incompleteness, which only God can perfectly satisfy. The sense of emptiness in a person pushes him to overcome his deficiencies until ultimately he becomes one with what he loves. Incidentally, since love produces unity, it follows that one must be careful about what that which, which he is ultimately unified. Unity with God is necessarily immortal love. A love that has no higher destiny than the flesh will share the corruption of the flesh. Our Lord made the fact of sex identification one of the reasons for his condemnation of divorce. But I tell you that the man who puts away his wife, setting aside the matter of unfaithfulness, makes an adulteress of her. And whoever marries her after she has been put away commits adultery. Matthew 5.32, end quote. Archbishop Foot J. Sheen, book three, to get married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, all right, we are back. And today, of course, like I said, we have our man on fire segment, which is what? This is my segment on married men or men leading a ministry in the Catholic faith, doing it right, trying to hold it down for God, his marriage, his beloved, and his family. Today's man on fire is my man, Steve Picorni of freedomcoaching.net. Steve is the founder of the mission Freedom Coaching founder at freedomcoaching.net, a one-on-one-to-one mentoring system designed to break permanently their attraction to pornography and unchaste behavior in both men and women. We currently have seven coaches serving four languages worldwide. Steve is also the author of Redeemed Vision, Setting the Blind Free from the Pornified Culture. Woo-hoo, that's what I'm talking about. He is the host of the Redeemed Vision podcast, which dives into the important topics such as pornography, sexual identity, true freedom, real love, and living marriage well. Freedom Coaching also helps and works with males and females from 8 to 81. They have served singles, married, seminarians, and priests. Steve has been married almost 14 years to his beloved Valerie. His children are Isabella, 12, Francesca, 10, and Joy, who is in the arms of her heavenly father for miscarriage at seven weeks. As founder of the Apostolate Freedom Coaching, Steve is privileged to work with some of the most broken men and women and see them walk in genuine internal freedom. I brought Steve here today to speak on the devastation of pornography and masturbation on marriage and the family and how pornography has seeped deep into our culture and what are the best ways for husbands and fathers and wives to handle it in themselves and their sons. So Steve, please be he gonna, he's gonna he says he's gonna try to uh give me something funny, but if he don't, that's cool because I think this is funny. How much time do we have for dad jokes? That's pretty good because I know how that works. I get dad jokes on me all the time. So I uh, welcome to you today, my man. Uh-oh. 
Wait a minute. Ah, there it is. Woo, I got nervous. My man, Steve Picorni. So, Steve, how are you doing today, brother? It's Cold Warfare, baby. Best. Hey, we're something really good is about to happen here, Jerry. Right. I, I like, man, I can't believe it. We talked before the show. Everything was perfect. All of a sudden, like, it comes on and we're ready to go and I can't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> how you doing, brother? I'm so good. I was I was saying uh, before we were interrupted by that delay um, that uh, I don't drink coffee, but um, but you are a cup of coffee and and more than that. So thank you for the wake up this morning uh, and that lovely introduction. Yeah, my dudes, man, my everybody. You know, I, I I am on kind of early, so you know, because we in our field we work a lot of hours, and so when I say, hey man, can you be here at like nine thirty? You're probably like, okay, I can, but I really don't want to, but I will. <laughs> Well, that's my fourth hour of the day, so I'm 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 warmed up and ready to go. Okay, sweet, sweet. So hey, I've been up since four thirty two, so we we're doing about the same time. Yeah, so yeah. hey, man, I'm so glad you're here, man. I'm really hyped up today, man. I went out there just walking with the uh, daily mask today, and uh, I even went and got my wife up and said, "Hey, baby, I got Steve on here, so let's let's listen to this show and see if you're gonna like it." So that first thing, man. Um, you've been married to your wife, Valerie, for 14 years. So I'm going to start out with something like that. So how did y'all meet? Yeah, so uh, mailordergroom.com. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of it. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so my, 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 wife, uh, my wife and I both uh, were attending Franciscan University. She was an undergrad. I was a grad. The first awareness of her, I was pretty involved at Franciscan for a lot of different, a lot of different uh, things. Uh, I was a senator for gr the Grand Non Tread. I started giving talks on theology of the body, and on, and she was the editor of the newspaper. And there were three articles that I was involved with for something, and my name was spelled four different ways. One of them was correct on that, and it was so. Um, it was so noticeable that a mutual friend um, wrote another article into the Troubadour, the Troubadour uh, newspaper, saying, let's give up misspelling Picorni's name for Lent, of which she went <laughs> in butchering my last name to Porcanorni and Patravaz and Pokemon. So uh, I'm, I, I've heard them all, probably. Um, so, um, and you dude, nailed my name. You, you nailed the pronunciation. Dude, I'm not even going to lie, dude. I said, I am not going to mess this man's name up <laughs> no matter what happens on this show. I looked at your website like 10 times to make sure I didn't mess up your day. <laughs> uh, good, good. So y'all met there. And so how did, how did it proceed from there? Sure. So, um, so we started hanging out. Um, I like started doing just some mutual gatherings, things like that. And what was um, was really cool. Uh, and a friend who I'm still friends with to this day, his name's Kevin, had a house, uh, and and he loving lovingly called it Cross House. And it was not a house to like get people to 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 date. Even though eventually some of us would, some of us would get married, but it was a place for young adults to come together to get to know each other. Because Jerry, as you probably know, this. Um, we are suffering from a dearth of genuine friendship, especially single sex friendships, especially as men, but male and female genuine friendship. We've uh, uh, we've eroticized a lot of this. Again, this is over. This is about 20 years ago. 
Um, but but again, the, the the issue still stands, and so it was it was a place people to come together to receive a home cooked meal. People would rotate the the cooking of the meal, and then we'd just chat afterwards. And it's a great place to get to know each other. So we we were getting to know each other more and more there. And we start. I think it was a. This is in Steubenville, Ohio. It's April. It's cold. We played croquet on a Sunday. It was kind of beautiful. And then I did the worst thing possible. Uh, and I asked her out on Facebook chat. Okay, and I said, "Hey, do you? I know. Do as I say, don't do as I do, kids. Here, exactly. Here it comes. Here it comes. So I am like, "Hey, um, do you want to? Hey, uh, do you want to get together? Sure. What do you want to do? I don't know. Uh, let's go bowling. Bowling's too expensive. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll pay for it if you call it a date. And she's like, okay, fine. And I'll buy the beer. And I'm like, I got a date with a beautiful woman who's going to buy me beer. What's the catch? Well, it's one of these right here for the rest yeah, of my that's life. What's the- <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, how did you guys? How did you propose to her then? Because the things must so, have went well. They they did actually the scariest conversation I think of my life was um, four months in. I was at a table in a restaurant in somewhere of middle no middle nowhere Ohio, asking her father and especially father and mother was there for permission. I was going very old school. That was truly frightening. Um, I'm out of my mind. Four months into this. And um, I was studying at D- I was studying in D.C. at the John Paul II Institute for Marriage and Family Studies, and uh, she came down um, about uh, it was six months to the day afterwards. Um, and I went to adoration. We went to adoration. I had set this all up with the sisters there because I'd established a relationship with them by going to adoration and mass uh, every morning for a long time. And while, while I was there and um, uh, we go in, I think we prayed two or three decades of rosary because we we're heading to a party afterwards. She gets up to leave and I get down on one night. I say, Valerie, I have a question to ask you. And I get down on and I, I say, Val, I didn't get down on me at this point. I said, Valerie, um, will you let me serve you? Will you let me die for you? I get down on my knee and I say, will you marry me? And, and, and she said, right now are you asking me this right now because because <laughs> like four hours earlier one of her girlfriends was in town they were walk, doing a walk around and, and she's and the girlfriend was coming in from another state uh just to visit there because um she valor was in ohio i was in dc a long distance relationship no she excuse me she was in texas and i was in dc and um and so the friend is walking around hey so do you think steve's the one she said i don't know but like you know, God will work out the timing on that. And um, so she was totally at peace. And God basically was being a wingman. He was being a good brother to me, setting her at ease. So when I popped the question, she was like totally taken off guard. Well, she said um, she said yes. And then um, after some kissing and hugging, I took her by the hand. I sat her down in a chair and I proceeded to wash her feet as, oh. a sign, as a sign of what I'm called to do. Do I do this perfectly? No. There's there's struggles and there's tra- challenges as everybody does in their marriage. And then, but but I knew that I needed to set the tone of what this is going to be. And fast forward eight months later, on our wedding reception evening, during that uh, that time, I would recreate that moment of washing her feet because our marriage is not just about us. Our marriage is about everyone else. The world literally is watching us, even if we think it's just about us, right? And if we, um, especially our children, right, they're watching this. So I need to be the one. Yes, my wife serves me in a multitude of ways, and I'm grateful for that. But I've got to be the one to take the lead here. And I think this is also why marriage is so darn hard because um, 
because it's a challenge every day. Every challenge is different, and she's got these things called hormones. And how do we relate to those? How do how do I respond to those? It's a mystery sometimes. <laughs> Me and my wife just did two episodes on on our menopause and the Maryland embrace, man. and uh, man, people really liked it. Man, people liked it, and she had a good time. But hey, that goes exactly with the hormones thing, man. Also with the washing the feet, man. Uh, I hope my wife ain't listening because now I'm about to wash her feet every day. <laughs> well, at least wash her car, okay? Start right. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, growing up in your in your family, man. Uh, was Christ in your home? Did you grow up a Protestant? Did you grow up, a, um, you know, Catholic or what? Great question. So um, a big part of my story is my father. Um, my father was a Vietnam vet and um, was certainly affected by mentally from that. My dad also was a lawyer and um, he somewhere somehow got planted in him that um, he wanted to get rich quick. And so we found a deal to better house in the stock market. My mom said no. My dad said, I'm going to do it anyway. And the, to his knowledge, the deal lost. And uh, only to find out about eight years later, the deal actually never went through. So everything I'm about to tell you, my dad did based on fear. When we act in, on fear, which fear is false evidence appearing real, very rarely do our fears get manifested to the degree that we give them power. And so from here, uh, my dad thought because he's a vet, at least if he kills himself, we'll at least have something to take care of our family. So we went into the garage door, closed the garage, went in the garage, closed the garage door, turned on the engine. A half an hour later, my mom pulled him out of that situation. So his short-term memory, Jerry, was gone, and he was in, moved to quickly, briefly to a or quickly to a nursing home. I would visit him every once in a while. And then all of this shaped the way in which I viewed the world. It shaped the way in which I viewed our faith. So my mom was, uh, she grew, she was Catholic. We grew up Catholic, my brother and I. Um, but there was never really, I mean, we do a prayer before meals, but it wasn't really an integrated whole. I still remember there was an Ash Wednesday service. Um, I like, all right, I'm going to go because I know I got to get this out of the way. And I went to, it's like 5.30 PM. I went and, and the, the, the church, like, I don't know, a mile and a half down the street, walk there, walk back. And my mom had been at work and, uh, and I said to her, Hey, I went to mass all by myself. And she's like, Oh, Congratulations. Uh, it's not a holy day of obligation. I'm like, man. So, um, so that was kind of the, the idea there. It wouldn't, um, it, it wouldn't be until confirmation came around. Confirmation, I was confirmed when I was, in, uh, when I was in eighth grade. In our discussions for confirmation, I knew that the evil one existed. I still remember to this day a conversation about Ouija boards and things like that. I'm like, whoa, I'm never getting near that stuff. Thank God for the teacher. We had that conversation. So I knew the evil one existed, but because of a lot of pain in my life, I, I also was, um, I, I was kind of suicidal growing up, like father, like son, right? If I just kill myself, then everything will be, uh, you know, nobody's going to miss me, right? So dealing with a lot of dark clouds in my life. And my, my, um, uh, my mom, she's trying to raise us rightly, it was in confirmation comes along and there were some other good, healthy men in my life. My neighbor across the street taught me how to ride my bike. We'd have some big brothers, big sisters, uh, you know, the, from the, big, the program, big brothers, big sisters. I'd have uh, three of those as time would go on. Um, but it would be uh, my grandfather, especially my grandfather was a very solid Catholic would work on his, uh, I know I, I would catch him on his, on his bike. Uh, the mornings that I would be over at his house, he'd be praying the rosary. 
So that part was on there and, and my grandmother and grandfather on my father's side were very strong in the faith. And, and so it was eighth grade getting confirmed um, within a week. I knew God existed. I knew it. I, I had a palpable, just this presence was here. Um, fast forward, Jerry, uh, Easter of 1990, uh, my mom had uh, both breasts removed because of breast cancer. And she would deal with a sickness. This would ultimately take her life in 1995. And um, actually uh, received some signs there that she would be okay. And I would be the, the week, be, a week or two before she would pass on, um, I went to church and I'm praying. And I said, um, God, if you're going to take my mom, at least give me a sign. And I, uh, this is in hospice on the shores of Lake Erie. I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. And I was looking up into the sky, and um, as after learning my mom is not going to make it, after she had, she had just actually passed away, and I went outside, I'm all broken up, it's a clear September night, just stars in the sky, and, and my mind must have wandered because this these uh, two clouds appeared like an X in the sky, and this little light came out of the side of it. And my uncle was there, and so I wasn't crazy, I asked him, hey, did you see this? And what this was, was X marked the spot. And... That um, God had taken my mom home. That there's that this is this is this is a sign that everything's going to okay. Well, to even further confirm, and I'm walking back inside, and my um, my grandmother's there, my mom's mom, and she's obviously broken up for because the death of a child is devastating, right? And so she, um, she I, I she's talking to me and just in through just through tears and said. I was talking to people at hospice and my mom was not passing away fast enough through this, this situation since she probably would have to be moved back to a hospital. And my mom's, my grandmother knew it caused her pain. So she prayed to Mary to, to take her home. And that's what happened. All right. So, what? so God was watching out here. So it was actually the week after or soon during that whole process, Jerry, that that's when I actually started having a genuine intimate prayer relationship with Jesus Christ, coming to enter into that, having to grow up pretty quickly, but knowing that God is God's guiding me. Wow. So your boy, he must know you. Christopher Spalding says, hey, Steve, that stuff is great, man. I didn't know it. He said he likes the beard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I got a little trim on there. Yeah, Christopher has a also a large beard usually. So praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah, man. So that being said, man, um, I got one more question before we move on to the real deal of the pornography thing, because I think, you know, when I talk to Pete, my, my guest, man, I want people to know a little background about him, man, because, you know, somebody comes on and then they just start talking and, it, you know, uh, you know, who is this dude? So, you know, I want them to connect with you a little bit. And I think your story is really good, though. But the last thing I'm going to ask you is. What made you finally getting serious about Christ and, and being on fire for him? Um, I think part of it, part of it was having no choice. There's the phrase we say in the Beatitudes, right? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Right? To be poor is to be someone who is, has no options. I mean, we talk about the poor in America. A lot of poor people have cell phones. They're not really poor. When you look at like Latin America, right? They have no options. They've got nothing, Right. Uh, barely clothing on, right? Definitely wondering when is my meal this week going to show up? And so poor in spirit for me has been, I have to turn to the Lord 
on everything. And have I been perfect in my life? Absolutely not. But within this, at least having that knowledge. So I think I think beginning to pray, having that reality, um, it would be going to seminary, finally figuring out, hey, Jesus in the Eucharist. It's amazing I even got in with seminary with that idea. Um, and then <laughs> and then and then going deep here, and then also along the lines of what we're talking about today, experiencing a radical um, healing from a deep sexual wound. Um, and knowing that Jesus Christ was the one who brought that freedom, um, that, that is where all the lights really turned on and realizing I, I have no option. I ha- There's no going back here. I have one way to go forward, and it's the cross. All right, man. That's, that's sweet, dude. So now you ready to get, we get to get rocking. We're going to take a quick break, and then we will be back and get into what we came here today for because I know you guys really want to get some knowledge and me and my man, Steve, I'll try to give it to you. Bam. Amen. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit save my for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes. Within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit save my and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit save my for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, save my That's save my to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right. We are back. We are back with Steve McCorney, and we are going to start rocking it with some with some pornography stuff and try to understand what the evil one has been trying to do in our marriages with the masturbation thing and all that kind of stuff, man. And and I know, look, I know, look, fellas, I know it's 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 a buzz killer. I know pornography is a buzz killer, man. I know masturbation is a buzz killer and everything. But y'all probably saying, Jerry, Steve, man, y'all messing up my caffeine high today. <laughs> You know, we, we I'm, I'm coming trying to have a good time, and y'all talking about this buzz killer stuff. Well, look, man, it's all about the same. It's all about it, man. We got to surround, we got to attack your wife from all different sides. And the way you do that is you got to understand the tools and understand about sexual purity, unchaste, uh, and things like that, man. That is a great tool that God gives you, and and uh, Steve is going to go into a lot about that, but. Really, man, this is a blessing that you have someone that has the knowledge, man, to really help you and to help even if you don't have this kind of problem, you know, but, you know, sometimes, you know, we guys, we think about it, you know, we think about it because, you know what, every six seconds, we mean, we think about sex anyway. So, <laughs> you know, we, we might as well go ahead and, and get, get some knowledge on how to deal with stuff. So that being said, the first thing we're going to talk about how to rebuild your marriage after pornography. Uh, so that being said, is man, Steve, do me a favor, give me a back some background um, on kind of your quality. Now, and I don't really like to talk about qualifications, but let's say experience because that's really because book smart, 
-hmm. a lot of times it's cool and everything, but it's not, it doesn't even touch experience. So, you know, experience in this area, man, what went on with your life? Um, and, and why did you want to start freedom coaching and stuff like that? So hit, hit me, hit me up. Sure. Thanks so much, Jerry. So, uh, I mean, uh, obviously there's an educational background, uh, John Paul II Institute and uh, Fresco University, but um, I was hooked for over 12 years. Um, this stuff was decimating my life. I know intimately about the guilt, the shame, the self-hatred, how much it, it radically uh, killed off my ability to really connect with people, going numb for two years, not feeling anything. It's a beautiful sunny day, and I feel nothing, and I can't, I can't uh, relate with people. And if we take the catechism here, twenty three thirty two talks about sexuality affects all aspects of the human person, especially affects his ability to love and to procreate, his, his unity of body and soul, and ability to form. More importantly, the bo- the bonds of unity between other people, right? And I had been violating all of those. I wasn't able to, to relate with women in all my years of dealing with this. I also know intimately how um, when I could not um, receive the love that I'm so desperately looking for, this turned into not just a hatred of self, but hatred towards women. If you wouldn't dress that way, I wouldn't have a problem. If you wouldn't behave that way, then my life would be happier, right? And a lot of it was coming out of a, a self-rejection. And because I'm pushing myself away and not receiving myself away, I'm inadvertently pushing others away. And little did I know as I'm growing in this in this compulsion, I was dealing, uh, it was, it was, this was the like the app and a smartphone. This is what was running in the background or the noise in the background that was going on, right? And so receiving a, a profound healing from Christ. And then in the midst of, I was working at an archdiocese uh, in marriage and family life, um, doing, doing programs for, um, for marriage preparation um, about two times a month. And I'd give my testimony and people would ask me, hey, some guys would come up uh, and ask me, hey, I got this issue. What should I do? And I'm like, uh, well, we can start to talk and start to meet. And a matter of fact, that's how me and you met. One of my clients was one of the guys that was in that program at your church, and you and he called me, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, that's kind of how me. I forgot that's how me and you met." That's right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we've been I've been doing this since 2011, um, and, and it's coming in 2019. I stopped being a lone wolf. Other other coaches started coming on board, and as you heard at the top of the top of the show, um, there's seven coaches four different languages were worldwide and um, this issue is not going away anytime soon and just one instance instance of this uh, my spiritual director sent me an article on AI porn the artificial intelligence pornography this stuff is getting very even more lethal where we really are having t- trouble telling the difference between the real and the fantasy and, and, and here's here's the deal my brothers we're hearing this if you cannot see, if you cannot learn how to see the body correctly, this stuff will take you down. And if you're not sure if you can see, then take the assumption that you're blind and you need to wake up to learn how to see. Because this is exactly what your wife is really looking for. She wants you to see and to be seen, to love and be loved. Just like that's what she's longing for, what you're longing for. And when you can't see her as a person, because you're being formed by these images, by these videos, right? You are destroying the capacity for intimacy with your marriage. Now, again, this is right after Divine Mercy Sunday. This is uh, the week after the resurrection. We believe that Jesus Christ can redeem all of it, but there's a death that must happen. That death is first to your pride. You got to realize I've got an issue and I've got to take action on this. 
So if you guys got any questions or you have any problems or you just got some questions for your kids or anything like that, that you, you know, that you haven't, you know, whatever you're going on, man, it, it, please call in um, and, and ask uh, Steve uh, a question or me because, you know, I'm, I'm real gentle. I don't know about Steve, though. He, I, he might not be. <laughs> no, I'm just joking, y'all. I'm just joking. But, yeah, call in, man, with a question, and and, and let's get this rocking. Um, plus, man, one of the things, too, about what you said, it's, it's a, the prayer thing, man, the mm. prayer thing. You know, I call it prayer warfare, and basically that's my thing for spiritual warfare, man. And, and guys got to understand that if you – as a man are not in spiritual warfare, prayer warfare for your wife and your kids and your home every day, then it makes it easy for the, for the demonic to influence your wife, influence your kids, influence your thoughts, influence you. But we always think, you know, oh, well, man, I could just, oh, I could just go to mass on Sunday and then maybe go to, if I'm a Protestant, maybe go to Bible study on Wednesday and then I'm good for the week. When I first started becoming Catholic, man, I, I couldn't see how people could just go to church on Sunday. I, I was like, by the time Sunday came back around, I did all kind of stuff wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? What do you think? Well, uh, yeah, no, I mean, like this is this is a very real, this is literally a battle for eternal life, right? There's a war here. If there's a God who loves us immensely in the world, if you just pay attention, look around, we know that life is not all, all roses and unicorns and butterflies, right? There are going to be issues that are going on. And at the root of every issue in your life is a spiritual answer here. Okay. And I even like, see, I would, I would up, up even more. It's an incarnational answer. Jesus Christ, God, the God, the God, the eternal God took on flesh, dwelt in us, died in that body, rose in that body, ascended in that body. And right now in the Trinity has a body. We are meant to live in our, live the spirituality in a bodily way. And this connects directly with our sexuality, with that sexual desire. So the desire that you have, gentlemen, is good, but there's a war here. The question is, are you going to be fruitful as God is calling you to be fruitful? And it may involve children. It may not involve children, but you, we must do the will of God. And the enemy of God wants to do anything to cut that down, to get you to try to live your life that is just for yourself, where being fruitful implies in, intrinsically living my life for the other. And this is what we want to say to the degree that we make that sincere gift of self with, especially with our sexuality, especially with our masculinity is the degree that we're going to find happiness, joy, peace, and fulfillment. It's when we are pursuing these things in a selfish way, right? And this is exactly what the evil one wants to do. He wants to tempt you that there's a, a place of um, not, uh, there's not enough. It's a, a lack, a place of lack that if I give all of myself, then there won't be anything left for me. But that's not. But and and this is where so many guys come in here, as they they get into, they they find they're having problems with their wives. They're finding that they you know my wife isn't putting out for me to use these crass terms, Jerry. Then I mm -hmm. have to go and I have to go and meet this need elsewhere instead of realizing no. The answer lies in going to war against the evil one. And my wife is not the enemy. She's being influenced perhaps by the enemy. But I hear I'm here. I must sacrifice for her and love her. Yeah, but but one of the ways, in other ways, to add on what you're to what you're saying, a lot of men don't understand that once you enter into prayer for your wife, yeah, you will eventually see her different anyway. Mm. You will start to love her more. Knowledge of God, knowledge of your wife breeds love for them. Yes. 
And if we do not enter in prayer, and I don't mean just sitting there, oh, Jesus, 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 I love you, Jesus, Jesus, save my marriage, Jesus, save me. No, I'm talking about meditation prayers that have proven to work over 2,000 years that, that work against Satan that you as the protector and fender of your home must engage in to get your to 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 have peace in your home. Now you're never going to have total peace, but man, you you're not going to have these kind of problems, mm. but you as the man have to take action. And if you don't, you can't expect things to change if they don't. One of the first thing I don't know about Steve's program, but one of the first things guys do when they come to me is we enter into prayer into a prayer register. Because I'm just, a, I said, I said them all the time. Without God and Christ in the in the Trinity, I'm just a circus act, <laughs> you know. So that um, that is important. So, man, why did you start Freedom Coaching? Mm, I think Jerry, great question, and and thank you, thank you for that. Actually, I'll give. I want to before I get into that question, one one small thing. Uh, there's a book called Deliverance Prayer for Laity. Uh, Father Chad Rippinger is behind this. It's highly recommend it. One of those prayers in there, I think it's page 39. It's page 39 or 41. Um, and I have it memorized. It's the perimeter prayer. And I highly recommend guys get this, work with it. Um, That's right. I've noted, I, my life is not perfect. My marriage is not perfect by any means, but I've noticed a whole lot less arguments, things that would have been absolutely burned the house down. Now it's like, okay, get the fire extinguisher and we can put that thing out, right? That's an, that's an important thing, right? So, so, in module, so in module one, week one of my awesome. program, guess what you got to go by? You got to go by deliverance awesome. prayers, brother awesome. lady. <laughs> awesome. So we're good. I'm selling your program, baby. I'll do it all day long. So many good things happening hey, at the Alpha. That's right. Hey. Freedom coaching too, man. But look, but you know what? That's the thing, baby. You got to work together. We got to, and that was always been one of my problems is like you, and, I, and you're, I'm sure yours too. It's like you get so busy that you, and then you, you, you have to reach out with, with other people. Like marriage covers so many things and pornography is inserted into so many things. It's natural that you find other collaborators that can help men and women too. Uh, but my thing is men. So to try to help men to understand that the, they're not about themselves yeah. and to get and how to get in the battle, man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I think, yeah we, we have to go to war together. I mean, there's, there's certainly accountability. Certainly uh, community is a, is a key aspect on this, but I want to go back, Jerry. Um, what was the, what was the question you gave me to lead in? I'm, I'm having a brain fart. It's Monday morning. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, why did you why did you even start freedom coaching? Yeah, sir, thank you very much for thank you very mm -hmm. much for that. So I, I guess it comes back to that notion of um, of of the uh, of you know blessed are the pure of heart pure of heart they shall see God along with there and then also being poor in spirit. I had eaten I drunk from the supper tank for so long and I finally come to taste this fresh water right and I have my back right. This is Christ here right. An image here, and obviously to the first, first I, I share this with a lot of people. Like the the initial initial take from a lot of people is that this is like Peter, right? Peter's on the water, he gets scared, he's looking at all the waves, he begins to sink, and he cries out, "Jesus, save me!" And Jesus is right there to save them, right? But Jerry, think about this, and I've I've I've, I've done some. You talk about meditative prayer, thinking about this. Maybe just maybe, he's in the water. And he's inviting us to go deep into the water, to drink deeply, to die our old lives, 
And it isn't, is this not baptism, right? To die our old lives, to go into the water and come out fresh, come out the new man, right? To drink deeply of the living waters that he has. So for myself, right, I know how big an issue this is. I've seen it destroy men, women, children, marriages, families, as, I, as you said in the intro, from I have had clients from age eight to 81 and all in between here. We've seen how this just utterly decimates people. And I am... Uh, and I'm drawing, I've drawn a line in the sand and like, and, and one of the lines is right. Discover what your gift is and get involved. This is, this is my line in the sand. This is where I'm called to be. And, and Jerry, truth be told, I would love to be gardening right now and be working on things in my, and planting <laughs> potatoes and yes. I did some of that yesterday, potatoes and tomatoes and all those things. Right. But like my wife like, don't love you dog. She's going to call you and say, how can we plant some tomatoes together, Steve? Well, I, well, I'll have to talk to her. I'm, I'm learning all these. These are new skills, right? All right. <laughs> But like we keep getting new clients. I keep collaborating with with awesome people like Jerry Jacobs Jr., right? On awesome projects where these guys are just broken. And these are the ones I want to talk to. These are the guys like, I'm done with this crap. I don't know how. That's where freedom coaching comes in. That's where we're really good at what we do to take some of these most broken men and women and see them walk in genuine internal freedom. So, because if you think it's simply about putting a web filter on, that that's going to be fine. Well, guess what? A lot of you guys who are watching this are really successful. Fine, I'll get a web filter on this or I'll get a filter on this one or get a calendar on this phone, but I'll go out and buy another phone. I'll get a burner phone, right? I can use it. Where there's a will, there's a way. So there's got to be a transformation, that interior transformation of mind, heart, and vision. So I don't desire this stuff. There's your key. Yeah, my and, and man, when you said that it drew you drew a land a sign, dang it, a line in the sand. <laughs> That's exactly where I was. I was like, mm. look, man. I'm done. I'm I'm drawing the line. This is the, this is the line, and no more Satan crossing it. And either you are on the side of Satan, or you're on the side of Christ. And so, and that's how I look at the world. I don't play that. I don't play that. Where we're gonna we're in between that kind of stuff. You know, I don't play that. Like it's it's only one. It's only one side. Now you have to pick your side. You know, um, because really anything against people don't really understand. Everybody thinks that the serial that evil is a serial killer, a rapist, um, a murderer, or, or whatever like that. No, evil is anything contrary to the natural law. You know, a a, a small lie, a big lie. You know, uh, uh, not treating your parents right or whatever, disrespecting your parent. That's all evil do. Why? Because that is contrary to what Christ would have us do. And the thing I hate is a lot of men, we aren't taught that, man. We aren't taught that. We're always taught, well, we're going to be in the middle. You got to be in the middle. Well, I can do this and get away with it. No, you're not getting away with a darn thing. You're, getting, you're not. What do you think? Uh, three words. Kill the weasel. Kill the weasel, gentlemen, okay? We all have this little weasel in us that wants to cut corners, right? And I think we, like, this is what scripture is talking about. I think at times we live in, talk about, you know, uh, toward the end of days, the end of our days, not the end of the world, that we're going to see all, because men's hearts are, are, because uh, men's hearts are closed, are hardened, wickedness is multiplied, right? And it works the other way. As wickedness is multiplied, men's hearts grow cold and each man is doing his own thing. But we're not, we are not our own man, right? And, 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 and as a gentle chide to our pride, and brothers and sisters, we were never meant to simply do this on our own power. We're meant to do this with the power of grace, call. I mean, the power of grace, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have the power, right? No, 
I'm, you are. We're not he man. We are Jesus man. Men. That's the man we're called to be, right? So, so within this whole thing, man, I miss he man. By the way, I. It's a side note. That's a he man. <laughs> Masters of the universe. Um, so within this, within this thing, right? Is is are we relying at every moment on what Christ is calling us to? And you go back to a prayer, simple prayer, Jesus. I mean, we're, we're right by, we're right. This is the week of divine mercy. Jesus, I entrust myself to you. Take care of everything. And I think this is a, such a major assault on a man's pride, which is exactly where we need to be. Because if we know I can do nothing outside of Christ, but when I allow him to operate in and through me, even if it's this deep womb, wound of sexuality, even if it's a deep wound of alcoholism, maybe it is the wound of same-sex attraction, Right. Christ can be operable in there and we can learn slowly but surely to love rightly, to say no to ourselves, our fallen selves, so we can say yes to him. So, man, I I have a caller and I'm going to try to bring them on. Now, I've never done this before with the guest and the caller. So I might have to switch back. I'll have to go to live caller and then hopefully you can hear and then I'll switch them off and then switch you back. So let's try to see how this works. Okay. All right. All right. Hi, caller. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. So, listen, as you heard, I don't know. I think Steve can hear you, um, but if not, he can hear you. He said he can hear you. So if you ask your question, then what I'm going to do is bring him back and then I'll bring you back if you want to ask you if you have any follow up questions. Okay. 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 All right. So, um, so what is your question? I have two adult sons living at home. Um, they're young, they're twenty and nineteen, and I don't know if they're watching pornography. Um, but if they are, what can I do to help them? Mm. All right. All right, Steve. What do you think? That's a tough yeah. one, ain't it? <laughs> it is. It is. It is a tough one, and I want to. I want to thank you and uh, thank you, caller, for 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 sharing this. Um, as a as a father myself of two young daughters, living in what is known as the pornified culture. One, one sec. One sec, Steve. I dropped her because she says she can't hear you on, on the phone. So basically, she, if um if if he responds, then respond in the comments, and then I'll, if, if you have a follow up question. Miss, and then I'll ask him that follow-up question. Okay, so go ahead, Steve. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. I just want to make sure this is good. We're we're working on technology, so thank you. We're, like, <laughs> is this, look, is this is this not kind of like parenting? We're all fumbling around in the da in the dark. Five new technology things are thrown at us this week, right? right. And we're like, Jesus, help me. This is exhausting, right? So just as an encouragement, right? An encouragement. Um, if Jesus Christ could not convert everyone, uh, what makes us think we can do the same, right? So we like, and this should help us to have some, a lot of grace in this. So this issue, we want to start paying attention. First and foremost, if you're not sure they've been living at home and, and this is a sad reality to say, the assumption is, um, their pornography is probably involved because oftentimes we don't think we, we oftentimes think of just the stuff online, but the thing is our movies, our magazines, our television shows, right? The music we listen to, we're living in a pornified culture. For instance, the Barbie trailer has innuendos that are used. This is a, a movie that is being completely marketed to kids and it's grooming them. Right. And you said since 2019 kids have been home, right? Um, this is an issue though. 
we we have to be aware of right here. So part of it is again, I don't know the age. I didn't catch the age of the children here. Then uh, nineteen, they're nineteen and twenty. Okay, thank you for that. So I, I think they are old enough here. I think an uh, an open, honest conversation of is any of this going on here? Asking the question here, but it's not coming from a place of judgmentalism or shaming. This is a very important thing, right? If we do discover the stuff is going on here, right? And, and I think, um, you know, if uh, the mom's conversation with sons is going to be different than dad's conversations with, with their. And if, um, again, I don't know your marriage situation here, what's going on there, but this conversation, do not let this conversation just go under the rug or that we don't talk about this. We, we must talk about this. Why? First and foremost, for them, for your son, because of their own development. Second, if they're going to get married in the future um, for their spouse, your, your, your sons deserve, the, the, your daughters-in-law, shall we say, deserve a man who is going to put her needs over his own, as you know this in your own life, right? And then and then moving from there, this is a generational impact. I can't tell you the amount of clients that I have worked with that, you know, and obviously older, that they um, they they stumbled into this because of Playboy magazine. My pa- my my father, my uncle had this. And now it's it's so readily available on devices here that they don't know what to do. So first and foremost, there's no shaming going along here. I'm just gonna try to lay this out as, as succinctly as possible. No shaming here. Second, if you do find this out, you know, hug them with compassion, right? There's an affirmation of the body here. And third, especially for, for young boys, but it's for, for girls as well, there is, we must affirm the beauty, affirm this desire to see beauty, the desire to enter into beauty. It is good here, very important. Now, once these parameters are set, you gotta do some follow-up conversation. Now, let's get very real about this. Without shame, we're simply, and, and again, very and in mom, I think you know this very clearly. If you try to have an, uh, a logical conversation with an amped up teenager, it's like smashing your head against the wall. Don't do that. There has to be a calming down, has to be a meeting them where they are emotionally. Um, and then when things calm down, then we can approach this logically. And that's also another aspect of this that we were hinting on earlier, why um, the issue of pornography is so deadly. It damages the ability to connect with others. It damages our ability to create true empathy. And if we cannot create empathy, if a man cannot see a woman correctly, if a woman cannot see a man correctly, there is no way you create what is supposed to be the building block of our civilization, which is a family formed by by strong, strong marriages. So this is where the logical conversations come in. You need to ask about, okay, what kind of pornography is this? How are you getting access to this? Um, we do know uh, more and more reports are coming out with the whole TikTok revolution. I'm not on TikTok. Our, 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 our mission, Freedom Coaching, is not on TikTok, but maybe we should have a channel. But within this whole thing, we know this is where there's a massive push towards the, 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 the falsely called transgenderism of cutting off body parts, of the gender dysphoria that's affecting it. Where does that come from? It comes from a misunderstanding of the body coming through a pornified lens of the, of the culture. And the other big thing for you to recognize here and, and to communicate to them lovingly is this is a form of abuse. It's a form of sexual abuse. This is not the way they are supposed to be formed about, about human relationships, the relationship between man and woman, about the, about the body, about love and sexuality, right? They've been lied to in many cases. So this is where organizations like myself, my book, Redeemed Vision can come out, uh, can really help. And there's also coming soon to formed, Jerry, I know we we're going to talk about this earlier, but I'm bringing it up, formed.org. Um, 
Um, you're, if you're Catholic, and uh, it's free usually to a lot of parishes, a 12-part series is, is being launched. I hope the end of next month should be out there, maybe sooner. And there's a study guide that goes along with it. And we can get the, that link in the show notes here. But I want to encourage you also, especially because you are the parent, the father and mother of your child, you going back to spiritual authority, you have authority here. So pray before you have any of those conversations. And, and the fact also, mom, that you're bringing this up, I'm just going to use mom because we're all in the family, apparently. I don't know your name. Um, from this here is you are, the fact that you're asking these questions that especially for women, women have a sixth sense. They know something's not right here. The fact that's going on most likely, unless proven otherwise, right? Unless they are really living chasing, unless when they're talking to someone, maybe a stranger and seeing them as a person and interacting a human person here, something's not right there. Ask more questions. And it's not about, you know, uh, you know, giving them the fifth degree, but asking in love and saying, if this stuff is going on, I want to help you get help. Because um, if you don't, this stuff will destroy your life. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing I want to bring up that's a, a different subject than what we're talking about, but it, it really adds to it, is that people don't realize I have a, this, is, this is a call-in show. This is not a content show. So people don't realize that when they call in, this, which is why I have group sessions, which is why you have group sessions too. People don't realize how their questions and their story how it helps so many people like, cause we all get in this thing of ourselves. Well, I don't want to ask a question or I don't want to do this because you know, you know, it's just me, but it's not you. When you ask a question that helps so many people. And if she hadn't called and asked that, we probably wouldn't have even covered that 19, that 19, 20 year old kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, the next thing I was going to ask you about too is, I must respectfully disagree on the TikTok thing. You know why? Hmm. I, me and my wife have a discussion all the time about Netflix. And, and, and a lot of people don't like Netflix. I like Netflix. You know why? Because there are a whole lot of good shows on Netflix too. There are bad ones and good ones. And the way I look at it is that I don't have to sit there and watch the bad stuff. I watch the good stuff. TikTok, you are a great, you have a great mission and if you're not on TikTok and somebody's on TikTok, how are they going to find you? The Holy Spirit like might lead them to us. Like mm -hmm. I'm on TikTok too. I just got on there like about two weeks ago. I didn't been on there long, <laughs> but I don't really know how to do it. But the point of what I'm saying is, I'm you know, you can comment if you want or we can move on. Mm -hmm. But the way I look at this stuff is, man, the Satan, the evil one is everywhere. And a lot of times we are the only uh, a ministry like us or a holy, uh, a virtuous man. Sometimes they're the one they get found in, in the hell. You see what I'm saying? And if we're not there, then what do you think? So I'll, 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 let's, I'll, I'll give a couple of thoughts here, Jerry. First, let's draw from scripture, right? Test everything, retain what is good. Okay. Yeah. And, and the way in which we get to heaven is to do the divine will of the father. So we have to, there's discernment here. Discern means to see what is and what is not. And so if we got to really ask some, some hard questions here, is God really calling us to use our precious time? That is the most important commodity that we have. And, it, and, uh, and, and we're going to be judged by how we use it and how we invest it, right? And so from here, right, if God is really calling a person to be on TikTok and, and use it for good, then, then praise the Lord, 
right, in that. But we do have to be aware of TikTok's a Chinese-based company. We know that there's infiltration uh, involving communism coming on there. We know a lot of the stuff from communism yeah. wants to destroy the nuclear family. We know that this that that many of the places when uh, I one one resource I encourage everyone to check out. I interviewed her on our podcast known as the Redeem Vision Podcast, and her name is Abigail Favali, called the Genesis of Gender, and a major thing she's doing studies on this on on the whole whole transgender question, she says every single one of them was influenced by social media. Okay. Yep. So th this is where, so again, as, as we get older, again, our brains are not fully developed until about our mid twenties, right? That's why mom, you've got this 20 and 19 year old who seem to be like, why are they doing such stupid things? Well, the reason is they're only 19 and 20. So they still need, even if they're what they were out of your house, it sounds like they're back home, right? They still need parental guidance. And now that they are home, well, my rules are right here. So we mm -hmm. do need to be involved on their social media, which is hard now that you've got a 19 and 20 year old, right? I'm just, I'm going with that mom, but especially mm -hmm. younger, right? I, I don't allow my kids to have phones now because I want them in real experiences because when we're so yeah. digitized, it's these, how are we supposed to have, this is a long conversation, right? They can't focus, right? And it's, and in many cases, the social media, and, and again, social media, I, I do use social media um, appropriately. So I don't spend all my time there, but many times, especially young people, especially in the pornified culture, they can't tell what is real and what is fiction. And if we can't do this, we're in deep, deep trouble. So the question is, what is the technology? What is it doing to us? How are we using this? And also, very importantly, what are your tendencies? Because somebody, for instance, who has a tendency towards ADHD, ADHD or ADHD, like ADD, ADHD, right? I would not ABCD. necessarily... <laughs> ACDC, right? Right. Um, I, I, <laughs> thank you for that. I would not necessarily... Right. I, I would like be very cautious about how you're using it, how that's forming you. These are all big questions. And if we're simply um, just use social media and there's no problem there, ask some more questions. That's what I would say. And so, and so that goes and, and like TikTok and all that to me, all the social media is the same. It all goes to the same. They try to mm -hmm. act like they're different, but they're all the same. Mm -hmm. But my point is, you know, in our business, like I know, like sometimes if like if we're writing a book, like when you're writing a book on pornography, you had to go deep. You had to go find. Sometimes you had to go and do some searches that you, you know, that if somebody didn't know that you were writing a book, they'd be like, oh, man, he's a serious pornography dude, you know. But on TikTok or YouTube or Facebook or whatever, I think I'm, I'm talking more about our ministry that we're doing yes. that like. I think that we should be on like me. I, the reason I was on TikTok from the get go is because I just yeah, I'm just too busy, you know. But I put my ministry on there and to try to do as what I can, just like Facebook and whatever. Um, people, everybody really should know. There's really no difference in any of them. It's really not. They're all communistic. They're all socialistic. Um, and if that's your thing, none of them are really any different. The reason that TikTok is getting so much play is because they are a Chinese based, but China, you know, and that's, and, and that's because we're there, the government and, and the, the powers that be are trying to get them away. But if it, but, but, but really, if it wasn't for that, wouldn't nobody even know TikTok was whatever everybody thinks it is right now. You know, the, the, the bigger powers try to destroy what they don't want. They don't have control of. So, but Hey man, that being said, dude, I got this question. Looks like we're gonna go past our hour today, but if you can, if you can hang, I can. I can hang. So, 
Okay, so what are some ways a husband can rebuild his marriage and regain the trust of his wife mm -hmm. after a pornography addiction or, or, or better yet, or worse yet, if he actually gets caught? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, but, uh, here I'll give one small story and then we'll break, we'll break into this. So uh, what, uh, a couple months ago, I was in my office late at night and my wife opened the door and caught me. And then uh, later on that week, my, my daughter, uh, she caught me downstairs on the couch. And then my other daughter, you know, caught me at church. You know what I was doing? I was praying. Amen. Was praying. <laughs> right? Yep. So way, way better. Some of you got really freaked out probably hearing this, right? Uh, what are you doing at church? I'm praying, right? <laughs> <laughs> so... So here's the deal, right? And I, I also want to clear up one uh, one potential misunderstanding. We don't in freedom coaching and the work we do. We don't. I don't use the term addiction because addiction is is a very heavy laden term, meaning for a lot of people, once hooked, always hooked. We use the term compulsion. Oh. Compulsion. It's serious. It's an attachment. It must be dealt with. But can you be healed from this? You better believe it. You can. We do this. We see this all the time, right? I'm not. I'm not just a founder of Freedom Coaching. I was the first client, shall we say, right? So Amen, in brother. this, right, is uh, like so. First off, my heart goes out to you, right? If you're dealing with this, this stuff has come up in marriage, but you got to get real about it, right? And so, key to this whole thing, uh, first off. You uh, well, a lot of keys. Number one, you got to realize the damage that this has done to your marriage. Get real about this. Take the facade off. Realize that this is a form of adultery. It is cheating. It is, and I don't even like the term cheating. Just sounds like I cheated in Monopoly. No, it's adultery. Let's use that. It's fornication. Okay, it's digital fornication, right? And there are lots of people who will enter in just using normal pornography and it escalates because of, especially with the brain science, it's not enough. So we need more and more and more of it. This is especially why a lot of the guys who involve pornography, they have a erectile dysfunction because of they are not, they, they lose interest in their own wives. And, and my, in the work that I do, sometimes I'll uh, see if he shares a picture of his wife or, or something like it, it happens in our conversations every once in a while. And I'm like, dude, she's gorgeous. What's wrong with you? Of course, I know what's wrong and I don't, I don't verbally say that, but because you've got a chemical compulsion that's going on here. So you got to get real with your wife, acknowledge the problem here. Is it going, is it going to open an argument and a fight or 300 possibly, right? But you've got to open this up because open and honest communication is key on this. And then also along this whole thing, you've got to have a game plan and make it very clear. I want to be done with this. I don't know what to do. I've got to call and help here. So whether it's Jerry, whether it's myself, whether it's freedom coaching, right? Find something that's going to work for you to work towards your marriage. That's going to work on your stuff first so that you can work on healing your marriage, right? Very, very important here. I don't know, Jerry, if you want to add anything here before going yeah. on. Well, I was gonna say, man, men don't understand that in the in our as a mission as a man, we are called to fix ourselves first. Our wife and kids ain't called to fix themselves first. That's the way it's set up. Man, we are called to because if you don't fix yourself first, your wife is definitely not gonna fix herself. She's gonna look at herself because she has no reason to look at her flaws if the if the if her husband is walking through the house doing what he wants to do because she'll go well what should i fix myself for when he's still watching pornography or he's masturbating or he's going with his buddies all the time and he's neglecting me not spending time with me why should i change and and that's a big thing that we've got to start to understand in our marriage the other thing is man it's so the, 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 that you said that just yesterday or it mm -hmm. might have been saturday 
a guy asked me, well, if I don't, I don't do pornography. I have, well, no, he said, I've done pornography in a while, but you know, she hasn't slept with me in 30 days. And I'm just wondering why, you know, if, 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 if I have a picture of her, can I, you know, release myself and masturbate like that? Um, I know what I told him, but I want you to, I want, this is about you. This ain't about me. So what would you have answered him? How would you have answered him? Sure. And I, I obviously with love, I would look at the person with love, but then let's go back to the words of Jesus. Well, I lost already because I didn't look at him with love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, well okay. Uh, let's, let's be very real about this, right? Okay. Let's stop joking. Let's stop joking. Go ahead. No, I'm no, sorry. Well, go no, ahead. no, 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 no. <laughs> well, look, this is a heavy topic, right? If you don't joke about yep. this, right, yep. inappropriately or inappropriate ways, not inappropriately, um, right, right. then we're going to be in trouble. Like, but, but again, a part of us, because of the, the, um, the lack of justice, the injustice that has come in is we have a desire to want to hammer, hammer the person that, that maybe that internal, uh, feeling is there, but to shame someone on, especially this issue or any issue, unless they're a work. New York Yankees fan, it doesn't work at all. Right. So, mm -hmm. So in here, we have to speak with love, but we got to come back to the words of the master, uh, Matthew 5, 27, 28. You've heard it said you should not commit adultery. But I say to you, if, you even, if you're looking with lust at any woman, including your wife, then you've already committed adultery in your heart. But, but hold on. And John Paul, when he was giving his Theology of the Body audiences, um, the media in America, when he talked about it, he said that it could even be said that a man could lust after his own wife. The American media exploded on him and said, basically, listen, in Italy, you guys do this with your wives. But here in America, we lust after our wives. Because <sighs> if we know what lust is, lust is to use another person as a means of one's own selfish sexual gratification. The only, if you want to get life right, guys, love people, use things. If you want to get life wrong, love things, use people. What do we Amen. see more going on in our world, right? Uh, 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 what you just said, use things. No, use people. And no. lo love things. Yes, love, use, use people. Love using people. Dude, like today, this woman, I'm in daily mass, and she brings a dog in the in the darn in the sanctuary, man. Wow. And, and, Are you in Mexico? Father, uh, no. The father, no, I'm in Indianapolis. And father is up there giving his homily and stuff. And at first she's sitting, I was right outside the door. And I knew she she just couldn't wait to come in there. She couldn't wait to bring that dog in there. And she got the she's holding the dog, Steve, like it's a baby. Like it's a baby. And she's caressing it and kissing all on it. And I was like, oh. And so as soon as father got done, she walks in there and sits down. And I'm thinking, there's gotta be a rule. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not where dogs supposed to, animals are supposed to be, right? Uh, what do you think? I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I I I mean, unless the priest opens the doors for the church, and last time I checked, a dog does not have a spirit, a human spirit, so can't commune <laughs> with God in that way. Does not receive the Eucharist. Um, exactly. So, so yeah, I, I, yeah. Again, so we got to get things our priorities right here. So going back to to this issue here, you've got to get real about this. You need to validate the pain of your wife. Know that you're in for the long haul, but th but also ask. Start and like uh, to uh, a word. I encourage all of you who are having any 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 possible problem with this. 
is to, is to, is the word curious. Start getting curious. Why start asking some questions? Why am I desiring this? What's going into this? And what we're going to find is it's a genuine need. This is not the genuine need in a, 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 a if you understand what I'm talking about here. It's certainly lust is not the appropriate need. It is genuine love and to be received and to receive the other in love. That's what we're looking for. And many times because of our our, our background, because so many of us, how many of us in our day and age are actually entering to marriage in a chaste way? No, we've had partners in the past or pornography in the past. That stuff does not just go away. It radically influences us. That's why in the very beginning of our work in freedom coaching, we work through that crap. And you've got to work with that because you can't read, because if you have that, you have the guilt, the shame, the self-hatred, any good advice, any advice Jerry or I would give to you would not get you to the, the results you're looking for. You've got to break through, shall we say, that trauma there. And also realize that this is a traumatic event. Your wife is here because she is expecting all of you, all of you, not simply your seed, but all of your body, all of your heart, all of your mind, everything of you. And when she discovers this is, is going on, and by the way, women, they're smarter than us. They know something's wrong. They may not be able to put their finger on it, but when they do, hell hath no fury like a woman who's been scorned. Oh yeah, uh huh. I know oh, this is yeah. my marriage, and it's not on this issue. It's other issues when I'm just being stupid. So <laughs> those are exhausting. And uh, so, so with this here, right? You have to learn, and this is this is a skill. This is a, this is where Jerry or my worker, other other avenues, but especially here. You have to learn how to connect emotionally. How do I do that? And so it means in many cases to grow in your emotional IQ. Probably you're really smart left brain, but if you don't know how to connect emotionally, I'm sorry, you're dumb emotionally. And that is going to be a devastation to be able to really connect and really create and really make love in all ways with your wife. And another thing too, man, everything you said is exactly perfect. Let's go back to the curious statement. First of all, Mary says, "Do you have a chat? Do you have a, a channel on Rumble?" You're you're <laughs> testing me. There are so many different technologies. We need to get on Rumble. I agree. YouTube, uh, the days are numbered. Uh, so, Mary, thank you for uh, putting that uh, pressure point there. I receive it. Uh, I. Um, I, we might actually, we might check out redeemed vision. That's where LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, those ones are there. We might have one on, on rumble and there might be like one interview. So I will check. Um, but we will work on getting promoted more there. Thank you. We're going to be on rumble. I'm going to be on rumble. Come on, baby. Let's rumble. Let's do it. (laughs) So, okay. So let's get back to the curious thing that you said. I love that. And, and 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 to add to that, man, we as men, we've got to learn to be curious about our beloved. We've got to get the a lot of times men lose the the heart of their wife, that emotional connection with their wife, is because they're not curious about her anymore. They don't they, she's not number one, she's not priority number one. And so she starts to sense that, like, and then when the emotional connection it will start to leave. And if men don't really understand that for emotional connection for a woman is everything. And she starts to feel it as moving away. Then that's when you start having problems in your marriage. And the way to get around that is to always be curious about your wife. When she's talking, listen to actually listen to her, actually, uh, you know, keep your mouth closed and don't interrupt her unless you have a question. Um, Really get into her 
like we did. We was trying to get in her pants before we got married to her, right? Believe it or not, no, I said all the time, I'm, I have no shame in that stuff because I was like that. You know, we would do, men, we would do anything at that time. But now we get married. Well, I conquered her already. Well, I got to move on. But the thing about our wives is they learn and improve as human persons every year. They some they learn more things. They get deeper in their phase. Their job gets more involved. They have all these new mysteries to learn. But we come home every day thinking, well, I already know her. And that's why another woman is exciting because we think, well, I don't know about her. And I start talking to that woman. Oh, that makes me feel excited. But I'm telling you, man, I'm not when I talk to my wife. Man, I'm excited when I talk to her because I know if I'm curious about her, I will ask her questions and then I'll learn something new. And believe it or not, women, they fall in love with their ears and they will li- they want you to listen and they will talk back more. So I, 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 that's what I said. What you said about curious is awesome because not only be curious about why you're doing what you're doing. So that you don't in, so that you don't engage in pornography and masturbation, get in love with your beloved, get into her instead of out of yourself. Is that what do you think, man? Does that make sense? Or what? Yeah, no, and I, I would uh, certainly uh, the, the listening piece is a big, big part of this. The other term I would add to this conversation, Jerry, uh, again, you're talking to a man uh, who I struggle mightily with my marriage and I'm learning every day how to love her, my wife better um, is a key phrase. And the phrase is lean in. Okay. We oftentimes, I think we've been programmed by, you know, if we're, I'm a child of the late seventies, early eighties, and you have the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Rocky Balboas, right. Uh, you know, Sylvester Stallone's right. That I've got to do this all on my own, but that's not marriage at all. Marriage is about entering in and your wife wants to know that you are with her, that you're on this, on this marriage together. And here's the key. And this is, this is the thing we oftentimes feel because of the world, we've got to keep our armor up, but here's the deal. I know in my own marriage, this was actually prophesied over me by a priest that said, I'm one of the sharpest sharp. He senses that I'm a very sharp sword in the hand of the Lord, which is true. I do a lot of good work and I cut through a lot of the nonsense because of the word of God, but at home, my sword needs to be sheathed. And appropriately so in appropriate ways, I need to lean into her. I need to open up my own woundedness to let her in there. And that does open up for rejection. But again, this is like Christ on the cross, right? This is what he, he was on the cross, right? And he said that, um, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Who is he speaking to? He's obviously speaking to his heavenly father, but he's speaking to us as well, who is his bride. And he knew that his bride could reject him. And he does it anyway. And guess what? That is one moment in time in history that that radiates to all times, affects all moments. And especially if you're Catholic, we know when we go to mass that we go back to Calvary. That's where we are at, right? So take a good hard look at this gentleman that you must open up that place. And then what happens on what we celebrate, especially on divine mercy, the sword pierces his side. The spear pierces his side and outflows blood and water. It's going to feel like a crucifixion. It's going to feel like you're dying. It's going to feel like I've got nothing left. And this is where, if you open this space to grace, you're going to start to see transformation happening. Because here's the deal. Your wife knows you're not perfect. She already knows this. That's the big secret. Okay. And she loves your dumb butt anyway. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so, so <laughs> it's true. It's true. Which means, Jerry, (laughs) 
right? <laughs> Open up the woundedness to your wife. She's into what, what makes our movies so exciting is not like, I don't like the first captain in America. Why? Cause after he becomes first becomes captain America, he just destroys the bad guys. It's not interesting. What's interesting in these movies is when you have a flaw of the main character, then, then that can connect with this person. Guess what? You are the main character in your own life and in your own marriage here, right? Where we're not supposed to be the most important person. No, God is our wife, our children, and then everybody else from there. But Am I opening that space, that wound and saying, listen, I got to get real with you. For instance, I'm dealing with this issue of pornography. I know this is going to hurt you and I don't mean this to hurt you, but I need help. And I'm here not for your condemnation, but I'm here uh, to open this space here that I want to get healed here. And I want to invite you into this conversation. Yep. And, and so the way, what I teach the men, I, I don't always like to say teach what I go over the men with is, um, vulnerability in marriage. You cannot have a great marriage if, or a legendary marriage if you aren't vulnerable with your wife. When I, when I say vulnerability, I mean vulnerable like, you know, you let her know everything on your mind. You let her know all your hope, woes, your heartaches, your, your great things, your good things. And why? Because women must be allowed to do to you what, they, what is in the natural law of them, which is mm. nurture. They must be allowed to nurture the children and they must be allowed to nurture you. And that comes to vulnerability. If you're vulnerable with your, your and, and not, let me say this, you never, but you, you aren't vulnerable to people outside other than your wife. But you can't be like with your kids and stuff. People can't be being vulnerable with their kids. You can't be like that with your children because there's a certain relationship there. But with your wife, she has bodily rights over you, which like you said, your seed, your brain, your soul, your body, your flesh, everything belongs to your beloved wife and you um, and she belongs to you. Um, and so this is why it's important that you are vulnerable with each other so that you both can build this marriage of closeness and, and, and emotional connection. That is how you do. It. That's one of the great things about it. And don't worry, Steve, man. You said you said you have it, that you and your wife, uh, that you be doing some stupid stuff. Don't worry, man. I got you. <laughs> we'll, we'll trade notes afterwards. <laughs> right. <laughs> but other than that, man, look, I'm, I'm really on the... Let me ask this one more question and then Bring I'm going to make a decision. So the other, cause I've got many more that I want to teach. I want the guys to hear, but this one is how does pornography and masturbation cause premature ejaculation and erectile dysfunction? Sure. Great, great question. So we know that the same chemicals in the brain that such as dopamine, norepinephrine, uh, testosterone. Okay, uh, um, there's even estrogen, obviously, with the women, and then um, and serotonin, oxytocin. All of these are present in the marital act with you and your wife. But it also is the same chemicals are stood up in pornography. The pornography industry is in the only thing they're interested in is to get somebody to masturbate. The act of masturbation is an inherently selfish action and it's a programming action you are you are training one's body to respond with these chemicals in a specific way okay and what happens is because the focus is on serving oneself whereas in truth the sexual act the marital act is is other focused okay 
it actually programs the man. And especially what we're finding in pornography is it's it, the, the interest is not in learning how to love in service, but it's about getting off quickly. It's about simply achieving one's own orgasm. And in fact, I don't even like using the term orgasm in this sense because it's, it, it's supposed to be an explosion of love, but it's anything mm-hmm. but love that's happening there, right? And what it does- exactly. it tr- Right. And it's training a man, especially in this, right? A, that I'm to use other people, but B, what it's doing is it's messing with the chemicals where, where, because just take dopamine, for example, right? Dopamine is a chemical of motivation, of once, of, of great focus. Insert, right? What happens is the dopamine is released, it goes into a receptor. And bear, uh, depending on which studies you study, but this, this language is technically correct, uh, there's a shrinking of the receptors. So in order to get the, enough, because it feels good, right? When it hits that as a receptor, it feels good. That's why dopamine is, is, is a pleasure. It's a pleasurable, and especially sexual pleasure. But what ends up happening, Jerry, is the, um, the receptors shrink. And then what happens is what we did, what we first found pleasurable, now we don't. And if we're being programmed with one image after next, after next, and this moment, and it's and it's simply about to a quick fix, a quick momentary, whatever you want to call it, release. Well, guess what? Women, if men are like microwaves, women are like crockpots. And it takes time to stir that up, right? But if our programming has been, especially with, there's another chemical, another protein known as Delta Foss B, where it's basically programming that comes out with the usage of pornography and masturbation, where let's remember this, let's do this again, okay? And the focus, especially of the, the pornogra- pornography industry, they, they're brain manipulators, they know what they're doing, is trying to get you linked into that moment as quick as possible, Okay. And, and so what happens here is if your wife takes a while to get into this, right. And foreplay starts way before the bedtime bedroom, by the way, true story. If you, if you want to get your wife in the mood, gentlemen, go clean the toilet. Just make sure you wash your hands afterwards. Okay. So, (laughs) (laughs) right. The little things do matter. That's that's a part of, shall we say foreplay, The, the little things really do matter. And then coming into this fact is the, um, if, if you've been programmed that it's about me getting off within, but I don't know, let's give you a minute and a half on that. Congratulations. Right. And she is a much longer burn on that. Well, then how, how are we supposed to stay interested there? And then erectile dysfunction is the, I need more, the, the images I started with, right. Again, remember the issue in marriage, right. We start off with this great high intensity here. We call that limerence. That limerence can only last for maybe maybe two years, maybe that's on a very long end. It's usually within a month. Then what has to happen is it must be sublimated. Those emotions must be sublimated to genuine love. And as long as we continue to grow in this relationship, it doesn't get boring. The problem is most guys, because pornography is more images over and over and over, it's like social media here. We're programmed to one image after another, after another. What happens is because your wife, it requires work requires effort that she's not always interested and maybe because of hormones she's not interested at all i know people like this right what do you do do you say that because she's not putting out and because i can get it easy here i'm just going to not work on it no but your body even though your mind might say hey all right fine i'm going to work on this like or my brain your body because of programming even you get into this moment of of, of genuine intimacy i can't achieve 
uh, erection. I can't enter into what my, oh, in this space, what a, a gift of myself to my wife. And then there's heartbreak and there's a fallout that comes. And, and that's a very painful place to be. That was good. That was real good. Thank so you. I've made a command decision, Steve. And if you agree, because it's, uh, you know, I could we could go on for Forever. and not be and still not be done in, in, in two hours. So I think it would be better if you can. Can you come back on Monday or the yeah. next sometime next week? Let me look at my we'll, schedule. Yeah, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll set this up. After. Yeah, we'll set. Yeah, and we'll 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 do the uh, the second half of this, and that'd be good because I think the guys really like this awesome. um, because it's uh, I can tell that you know your passion like me and. And when you're passionate about your subject and you also give people the information, that is a win-win all the time. <laughs> you know, so we are going to go on break and we will be right, if I can find it, back. There we go. Oh. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right. So I brought Steve back for a second and just to say that we are going to continue this next week. We don't know what day yet, but, you know, of course, we will put it out there. Um, I'm so glad he came. And you know what? I had a feeling that we should have done because we should have did it twice. I should have asked you before. Can we do two? <laughs> Let's play two. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about it. So anything. Um, so but before we go, I have to ask you, what are. Um, how can people get in touch with you? And, and you have any special projects going on right now? Um, well, how can people learn more about you? Thank you so much, Jerry. So uh, again, check the main places. Uh, main hub is freedom-coaching.net. That's our website. We've got a blog. We've got our podcast, the Redeemed Vision Podcast. You can find it on there. Find it all about our coaches, all the work that we're doing. So again, if you are you or someone you know is dealing with the issue of pornography, attachment, or unchaste behavior, this is our wheelhouse. This is what we do. And we work with, again, some of the most broken men and women to help them to be free. Um, also on, on formed very, very soon is going to be a 12 part video series. This is appropriate, especially for parents. Um, 
again, age appropriately. Um, but if say a teenager has been exposed to this stuff, this would be an appropriate series to share with them and basically walking them through giving a lot of answers on this um, here. And there's a study guide that will also be coming, coming out. You'll find that on our website soon, hopefully the middle of next month, the end of next month, we're working on the details there. Um, Embodied Magazine also is a uh, friends of ours. My testimony is in the current month, uh, uh, monthly, uh, I think it's monthly or, or quarterly uh, article. I encourage you to check out that. And then the other thing I want to offer to any of those who are thinking, you know, maybe I do have this issue and I do want help. Um, if you simply mention um, this podcast or mention just Jerry Jacobs Jr. Um, uh, on the application form, we're going to give you the first meeting free because we believe in you. We want you to receive the healing and wholeness that you've been looking for. All right. So that's freedom coaching.net. I mean, freedom dash coaching.net. Freedom, freedom, put the dash in I was getting ready to say, you could put the freedom-coaching.net in there, but I'll tell you, if you just put freedom coaching, it will come it will pop right up every time. Because <laughs> you you're, you're a big man in the game, baby. You're a big Press man in the game. <laughs> so, man, thank you so much for hanging out, and I will see you next week, okay? Sounds great. Thanks so much, All Jerry. right, brother. Yes, sir. Bye. Blessings. right all right everybody and we i hope you enjoyed that i really really do um i just love steve he's passionate because he's not just passionate man he's knowledgeable and he's passionate about what he does not just passionate uh because you know passion without fire you know it's not the same so that being and 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 he really and not just that he really really wants to help you just like me, I'm the same way. It's like sometimes, and I probably, he probably feels the same way. I think I say it all the time, like I feel like I care more about the the guy's marriage than he does. <laughs> you know. So that being said, what I will do, we are going to conclude today with uh, a Pope from Pope. I mean, a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, as we always do, which states: "Society offers you comfort." But you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.